Hi friends, welcome to the Kansas City MomCast, a place to learn, connect, and grow in a relevant and intentional way. We're your hosts, Sarah and Megan. Join us as we interview experts in the field and hear from local moms just like you. This is a podcast for Kansas City moms by Kansas City moms. We know that your time is precious and we're grateful you've chosen to spend some of it with us. Thank you for being a part of the Kansas City Mom Collective community. Hi, friends. Welcome back. We have a fun and a little different type of interview today that we think you'll love. Today, we have the pleasure of interviewing Harrison Budker of our very own Kansas City Chiefs. Harrison is married and has two small children, and as many of you know, is the kicker for the Chiefs. In our interview, we learn about Harrison's life off the field as a dad and husband, as well as advice he has for sports, parents, and kids. We also discuss the pressure of a public job and how he handles criticism. Harrison is involved in an organization called Fuel Up to Play 60, which you may have seen in our community. Fuel Up to Play 60, created by the NFL, National Football League, and National Dairy Council, along with America's Dairy Farmers, encourages students to fuel up with nutritious foods like low-fat and fat-free dairy, whole grains, fruits, vegetables, and to get active and play for 60 minutes every day. For over a decade, Fuel Up to Play 60 has helped create a foundation for educators and students to fuel greatness in the areas that matter most, like being mindful and staying healthy. You can learn more at fueluptoplay60.com, and we'll also link to the parent guide in our show notes. So without further ado, let's meet Harrison Budker. Hi, Harrison. Welcome to Kansas City MomCast. How are you? I'm good, Megan. How are you doing? Oh, we're good. We're good. Or I'm good. I'm good. Sarah, how are you? Good. <laughs> good. Good. So, Harrison, um, we are a mom-centered podcast, so we would love to start off by hearing about your family um, just in your life in Kansas City. Well, my family is very important for me. I got married right after my rookie season in 2017 um, to my beautiful wife, Isabel. We had met in in high school. So we had known each other for a super cool. long time. I know. Um, so, you know, a lot changes with division one football playing in the NFL, but she's kind of been by my side through everything. And now we have uh, two children now, and it's mm-hmm. been a, it's been a blast to grow in our marriage together now as, as parents and, and navigating that, but it's been a lot of fun and I really enjoy it. And it always keeps my mind busy when I when I come home from the facilities I, I can't think about football anymore you know I'm in, I'm in dad mode and, and husband mode yeah that's great um so can you tell us a little bit about like what is a week in your life like in your family what does that look like during the season yeah I think during the season you have to be very intentional because you know it's six days mandatory a week and then on that one off day, you know, some weeks I'll still go in and, and get some work done. So the one off day that we do have, I try to be very intentional with trying to plan some type of family, you know, get together. I love the Science City, which yeah. unfortunately is actually closed um, a lot of Mondays, but oh, going yeah. there, the aquarium um, on our day off. And then lately we've been doing Tuesday evenings as kind of our, our date night. A lot of guys will do Friday evening. But I found that's just a little too close to the game. I'm, I'm a little mm-hmm. too um, locked in to, to really 
be devoted to um, Isabel during that date night. So Tuesday night, we'll normally do a date night. Um, and then Wednesday, Thursday are full long days. I try to get home for, for dinner and be as present as I can until the children go down for bed. And then on Friday is a little bit of a shorter day. Normally I have different errands I'm doing to get ready for the game, you know, massages, chiropractor, things like that. Yeah. But then still I try to really lock in that Friday evening before, you know, if it's an away game, we're leaving Sunday morning. If it's a home game, I'll still get some time uh, Saturday afternoon with them before we go to the team hotel. But it's kind of the same thing every single week. So every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and so on are all the exact same pretty much for however long the season is, you know, six, seven months. Um, but yeah, you got to be intentional with it, definitely. Oh, for sure. I, that was, I was actually going to ask you how long, you know, of an actual time frame is that? So you answered it. Uh, Harrison, what are your kids, are they old enough to know what your job is and what do they think? <laughs> um, yeah, James is four. So he's no. kind of around that age where he knows that it's a, it's a little different that I'm on, that I'm on TV, you know, uh -huh. and other kids, dads aren't, um, but they both just, they love going to the Chiefs games. They have their number seven jerseys on and uh, <laughs> they have a lot of fun screaming for me. And now, if I'm sitting on the couch, you know, watching a, a football game, um, you know, they're always asking me like, dad, is that you? You know, is that you out there? The ball? Or, uh, I think if they just see a red or white jersey, they think it's, it's probably me out there. But um, they're, they're some of my biggest fans and, and they love going to the games. So and that makes me really happy. That's so awesome. fun. My daughter tells everyone that I'm famous because I'm on this podcast. I'm like, well, <laughs> you are. Quite, I, yes. well, I know I mean, to, to the few listeners. Yes. <laughs> Very famous. <laughs> That's really sweet. Okay. So what does, um, what is off season? So you kind of told us a little bit about during kind of the, the thick of the season. What about off season? What does that look like um, with your wife and your kids? And then you touched on this a little bit. Um, you, you were talking about favorite places in Kansas City. Um, so just what does your life look like in off-season and any other favorite places you guys like to check out and go? Yeah, so when you get to the off-season, you don't have a schedule at all. In my off-season, every single off-season has been very different, um, which comes with, you know, how many children do we have, you know, what, what's going on um, you know, contract-wise, whatever it may be. You kind of have to figure that out every single off-season. Mm -hmm. uh, but normally, right when the season's over, I really kind of just try to catch up as much as I can with being uh, a father and a husband because I'm, I've missed out on so much time during the season. So I try to help out as much as I can around the house or, you know, the first couple of weeks. And then from there, I'll get a whole program planned together for kicking, for lifting, and then try to establish um, kind of a, a, routine, a daily routine, at least Monday through Friday um, for that off season. But it's also difficult now. I'm, I'm traveling a little bit more uh, in the off seasons, trying to be productive with life after football, those types of things. Mm -hmm. uh, again, I'm now trying to get the the family to come with me, if even if it is just you know a weekend trip here here or there. Just trying to bring them along and spend as much time as we can um, together. But those off seasons, especially playing for the Chiefs and going to the Super Bowl almost every year, the AFC Championship game, our seasons are so long, so. The off seasons, you definitely have to get away as much as you can because then uh, phase one of uh, the off season training 
uh, starts in mid-April or so. So it's kind of a quick turnaround. But at least you do have a little bit more freedom, even when you do have to be at the facilities. You know, there's not as much stress. You're obviously not in the season. Um, But yeah, off-season is definitely very different. But you do have that five, six months of uh, kind of just planning your own schedule and you got to stay productive so that when you show up for the season, you know, you're ready to go. Definitely. So you had told us you guys love Science City um, and some of those in the aquarium. Um, kind of same question, but different. Do you, you and your wife, you said you guys like to go out Tuesdays, right? And do something. Yes. Do you guys have a favorite restaurant? Um, it kind like of, a go-to? Kind of switch. <laughs> Lately, we've been going to... <laughs> 801 Chop House a lot, you know, oh, we, yeah. we've really enjoyed okay. that. Um, my wife loves, um, she's not a carnivore, but she does definitely eat a lot of uh, red meat, especially. And, um, I, I love red meat, so that's a, uh-huh. a great place for us to go. And we like going to Capitol Grill um, is great, but it's tough when, you know, she's, she's gluten-free and definitely likes oh, yeah. to um, – prioritize getting a lot of red meat in her diet. So if you go to just a regular restaurant, well, there's only only maybe one or two things on the menu that, mm-hmm. you know, that she can get. So a lot of times steakhouses are where we're going. It's definitely, um, you know, not a small bill, but it's, yeah. it's great to have that one night together and, and spend it. We like to dress up and make it a big deal and um, kind of be intentional about almost dating again and having that yeah. one night together. It's, it's become very special for us. That's awesome. So Harrison, I'm curious with how you and Isabel have adapted to such a demanding schedule and you're essentially like a traveling husband. Um, have you, do you have any secrets or tips that you've figured out between the two of you to make that work besides your intentional date night? Um, yeah, the date night's huge. I think every evening having time together where we can just talk about what's going on at the house, what's going on with the children. Cause in the past, it's been very easy to prioritize football so much. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Prioritize football so much um, that, you know, you're just kind of disconnected or you don't really want to be that engaged with what's going on in the home with the family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've tried to really stay on top of that to be as connected as I can. And then coming home and just getting rid of my phone and just pouring into mm-hmm. my, my wife and <laughs> kids because you're, you're tired from the day. You've got a lot on your mind from being at work and it's easy just to want to kind of have some me time and look at your phone. But mm-hmm. you know, am I going to look back years from now and go, wow, that was a really good use of my time? No, I'm going to think I'm wasting my precious time that I did have with my children at this great age. You know, I'm wasting yeah. it away you know, not wanting to be present in that moment. So just trying to be present as much as I can uh, has yeah. been really good. And, uh, you know, I just try to almost get my my body and my mind right for, you know, when I come home at dinner, it's like a second shift where I can just <laughs> pour to the, to the children. When they go to bed, you know, then I can I can relax. Yes, that's, that's hard. That is hard. That yeah. is hard. Easier said than done. Definitely. Yeah, that's yes. so true. We have no experience with that, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so Harrison, part of your um, partnership that we're talking about today is um, with Fuel Up to Place Three or Fuel Up to Place Sixty, um, which you're an ambassador for that program. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Um, yeah, I think it's a it's a great initiative to get the the youth in our community out and about exercising and also providing great um, or educating them about great nutrition for their, for their body. And um, 
I like to think what's the best bang for your buck. Obviously, I've talked about the red meat, but dairy is a great source. It's giving you a lot of nutrition, mm -hmm. and it's going to fuel them to continue to have a, an active daily lifestyle. I think that's so important. You know, we do have so much technology. We have laptops, phones, things of that nature that can make it very easy just to sit in one spot for a long period of time. And those things bring a lot of great um, additions to our world and to our society and to children for educating them. But we also got to make sure we're using our bodies, getting blood flow, um, and then fueling ourselves to be able to continue to do that and to recover. So um, yeah, the Fuel Up to Play 60, I think is a, a great initiative. And, um, you know, milk and dairy is something that I'm definitely feeding my children a, a ton of. And Hopefully they can be big and strong one day and keep staying active and make that a part of their long-term lifestyle. That's awesome. Harrison, is that in schools? Like where, where is this program present? Yeah, it's uh, in schools. I know they got okay. a lot of posters everywhere um, yeah. and just kind of pushing to, uh, to stay active and stay hydrated with some, some good dairy products. That's awesome. And so part of your, um, work with Fuel Up to Play, you had a chance to visit a dairy farm. Um, can you tell us a little bit about <laughs> that visit and maybe something that might have surprised you? Oh, yeah, that was that was really amazing. You know, I grew up in the city of Atlanta, so I didn't grow, grow up around uh, <laughs> no dairy a farms? lot of the things that I'm seeing <laughs> no now cows. in the Midwest. Exactly. Uh -huh. No dairy farms, no, no cows. So that, that was a really great experience to be there. Um, i trying to think. It was a couple of years ago when I went. Uh, maybe a year or two ago, I just remember being impacted by the amount of food that these cows were going through. Um, they just had these massive structures of all the different types of feed that they were given. And I just thought, you know, it's just, I don't know, grain or grass, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. but there was a ton of different um, things that they were uh, fueling the cows with, which uh, now obviously we can drink their the byproduct in the dairy. Um, I think it was just, the amount of cows and then their ability just to um, be able to produce so much milk uh, was very impressive. And, you know, you, you hear maybe about the mistreatment of animals, even mm -hmm. from, you know, just the, the dairy byproduct of the cows or, you know, even at meat farms, how they butcher the cows. But I was actually really, really impressed with the treatment of the animals um, at this farm and the, the way they were um, kept clean and taken care of. And that kind of really impressed me because I was expecting to see a lot of things that maybe weren't the, the, I don't know, the best to see, but they were all mm -hmm. great things. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just something I'd never seen before. So it was very exciting. That's, That's cool. really cool. Okay. Harrison, have you guys seen the cow get milked at, um, Deanna Rose? <laughs> <laughs> um, my wife and, and the children have been there a couple times. I've never been there before. It is an experience. I'm trying to think my wife took a video or something. It's you should put it on your list. Is. It's fun. Yes. Um, a lot of moms out yeah. there can relate to that. So. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> okay. Totally switching gears away from being milked. Um, what <laughs> advice would you give to sports parents? And what should kids mm. be focusing on? I think this is a really good question. Yeah, you know, <sighs> my kids aren't quite old enough to be in organized sports. I mean, maybe they are. James is turning four, but maybe maybe I'm a little different with how I'm going to approach uh, being a parent of children that are going to play sports. Is mm -hmm. I just want them to have fun and try hard. 
You know, I don't want to be the parent that is pushing the, you know, the, the travel sports at a super young age. And maybe the child doesn't even want to be doing the sport or doing it that seriously. And, and I'm kind of living my own dream through them. I never want to be that parent. As long as I know that they put everything they could into that practice or that game, you know, I'm going to be happy for them. And at a, at a young age, I really want them to learn a lot of these great lessons that you can learn in sports. I want them to learn how to handle adversity. I want them to learn how to, you know, suffer. I want them, obviously, not a, a crazy amount, but they need to learn how to suffer and be able to push through that. I want them to learn how to uh, work with teammates of theirs and, and how do you communicate, how do you handle different personalities. All those things are what my are what I want my kids to get from playing the sport, not you know, my child's six years old. He needs to be the next Ronaldo or the next Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, whatever it may be. That's not mm-hmm. why I'm, I'm putting them in the sports. And being in an NFL locker room, you're around so many guys that, you know, they played a ton of sports. Some of them, obviously, they're in an, on an NFL team. Some of them didn't play football seriously until junior, senior year of, of high school. Um, so I think you can definitely start late at a sport and be great in it if that's what you want to do. But again, I'm not going to push them to be some professional athlete uh, at a young age, especially if they don't want to. Now, if, if they want to do all those things, then of course I'm going to spend, uh, that's how I'm going to spend time with them. Right. But I might have sure. a child that doesn't care about sports and wants to yep. read books. Well, I'm going to invest in yep. reading books with them. So it, it's exciting for me to see kind of where all my children uh, gravitate to. Um, but I, I think as long as you can encourage them to follow their passions and to continue to work hard and use the talents that God gave them, I think yeah. you're on the right path. Oh, Harrison, that was so refreshing. I'm like, I want to give you like a standing <laughs> ovation over here. I'm serious. I think it's really important. And I think it would be really challenging as, you know, a football player. I don't know. I think that there are going to be people that are just going to assume, you know, well, of course your son's going to play football. You know, I just think it would be really, that would be an interesting challenge to experience as a parent that a lot of us will not experience because some of us have no athletic ability. So no one will ever expect that from Mm. my kids. (laughs) But I think that will be um, interesting. Your kids are lucky to have you, um, especially with your, that attitude and outlook. So I admire that a lot. Uh, So Harrison kind of, sure. Kind of segueing in from, you said, you know, you want your kids to have resilience and suffer. Um, Mm -hmm. As your job is very public, um, how do you handle just the criticism or maybe the social media commentary that comes your team's way or your way, you know, personally, that's just inevitable with a public job? How do you handle that um, on a daily basis? Uh, oh, yeah, that's that's a great question. So earlier on in my career, uh, I, I would read everything on social media, um, you know, good or bad. Thankfully, when I was earlier in my career, I was, you know, making a lot of kicks and there wasn't a lot of bad stuff to be said. Mm-hmm. But I think it was in 2020 is when I stopped, um, you know, reading comments on uh, on Twitter or Instagram. And now I'm at the point where, you know, I don't even, um, you know, really post a t- I haven't been posting a ton this season, but I'll actually have, uh, you know, somebody else, you know, we'll talk about the post and then boom, they'll post it that way. I'm not even in that, in that world. Right. Because Mm -hmm, I I learned, well, I guess this is going back to being present at home when I am with my children. 
if I'm, you know, on Twitter and I'm on Instagram and I'm reading everything, well, when am I doing that, right? I'm either doing that at work, which is taking away from me being productive at work, or mm-hmm. I'm doing that when I get home, when I should be with my children. So I was like, let me just take this distraction out of my mind and I don't even have to worry about it. And it's not a distraction for me anymore. So I don't get a ton from the social media anymore, but obviously it's the NFL this is an entertainment business and we have media that I'm doing, I'm responding to. So I know what's being said out there about me. And I think, um, you know, I have to remind myself that all publicity, you know, you hear the saying, all publicity is good publicity. <laughs> I don't, gen- I don't necessarily agree with that. But mm-hmm. what I am saying is that a lot of guys will get upset at fans for, you know, this guy said X, Y, and Z about me. I'm so upset at him. I'm going to respond. Well, we yeah. need, fans that are interested in the games, interested in what we're doing because mm-hmm. they're the one that are coming to the games and they're the fans, right? We, we yeah. need fans in this sport. So I'm never going to be one to tear a fan down or say something back because that's their right. And they should be able to express uh, whatever they feel as a fan based on my performance. You know, I'm a public entertainer. I, I try yeah. my hardest, but sometimes I don't do well and they can voice whatever opinion they want. I, completely welcome that. However, what I've had to learn is, you know, my identity is as a son of God, as a Mm -hmm. husband, as a father, and I'm going to go to work every day and be the best kicker I know how to be. I'm going to use my talents as best I can, but that might not be good enough. And I have to be okay with that, right? My will is Mm -hmm. to make all the kicks I possibly can, but that might not be God's will. And I have to grow in humility in that and, you know, continue to, try my best and not let some misses or negative comments affect me. I have to keep going and and keep pushing forward for as long as I possibly can. But this season especially has been um, a really big season of growth for me, Mm -hmm. just in terms of being okay with who I am as a man Mm -hmm. and knowing that Mm -hmm. I have a job, which is kicking footballs and I might be awful at that. And people can say everything (laughs) under the sun about that. I'm good with that. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I just have to continue to, to use my talents and try to be the best speaker I can be. But there's always going to be negative comments. And um, I have to make sure that doesn't affect me when I get home with my family because that is uh, yeah. most important. Oh, my gosh. Harrison, can you, like, create a course on, like, maturity and we can all take <laughs> it? I'm serious. Learning, so I'm serious. I just, like, I couldn't I – I know for a fact I couldn't handle that. Like I, when I see stuff, I'm like, gosh, that's like so mean. Like, why are people, I don't know. And I think you're right. I mean, I think you would just have to disconnect and that is not your, you know, pleasing the masses is not your number one. Oh, I just feel rage on behalf of anyone <laughs> yeah. who's talked poorly about ever online. I think it's awful. Yeah. It, well, it's tough, I'm but impressed. I know that it's a, thank you. It's tough, but I know it's a blessing to be in this position and yeah. so I'm going to enjoy it for as long as I'm here. Uh, but yeah, it is tough. Completely is tough. But you got to you gotta roll with the punches, as, as they say, and keep going forward. I'm sure that's hard for your wife, too. Oh, um, gosh. Yes. Oh, yeah. My wife and those closest to me. But she's done a good job of not really uh, being on there and reading stuff. But yeah. that's, good. That, that's what hurts me the most, I guess, is when it hurts people that are close to me. You know, because I feel like... Yeah. I can, I can handle it, but sometimes those around me, that's going to hurt them, you know, and right. that, that, that is hard. Yeah. Definitely something to keep in mind when you're being critical of others. 
Well, and I'm sorry, these people aren't, I'm like, are you good enough to be in the NFL? Okay, I could go on and on. I could go on and on. Like, I'm, right, right, okay. Right. All right, moving on. Okay. Um, last question for you, Harrison. Your position often means that you're responsible for game-winning kicks and high-stress situations. I have no idea how you do that, by the way. Um, how do you coach yourself through those moments? And do you have kind of second parts? Do you have any advice for kids in similar stressful situations in either sports or life? Yeah, that's a great question. So one thing I've done throughout my whole career, basically, is try to make practices as close to the game as possible. So when I'm kicking and there's just 40 other guys and some coaches on the field watching me, I try to put myself in that environment where it is the Super Bowl or AFC Championship yeah. game. It's a big game. It's a big kick, you know, and, and you got to have it. So it starts in practice. And then I take that to the games. It might be an extra point. Well, that's still the biggest kick of my career right there. So every kick I try to make feel the same so that when I do get yeah. to that big moment, I've been there before and there's there's nothing different. Um, for other people, other you know, kids handling pressure, I, th I would probably uh, tell them to, to do the same, at least in practice, you know, make sure you're practicing as well as you can so that when you get in that big moment, you've been there before, but also realize kind of like what I was alluding to earlier about how I'm going to be as a parent for, for my kids. Just make sure you're doing your best out there. If you're doing your best out there and you miss the kick, why are you worried about someone saying this bad thing about you or this mm -hmm. person's upset with you? If you know you put in your best effort to prepare for that game and when you were in that moment, it just didn't happen. Well, how can you learn from that and move forward, not get down on yourself and let it just uh, absorb you and it changes the way you view yourself now just as a, as a human being, as a person. Um, so if you can put your head on the pillow and I know you put in all that effort to prepare and in that moment it didn't happen, well, now it's kind of exciting. You can go to the drawing board now. You can figure out, okay, how do I make sure I do have success the next time I'm in that moment? And then you can try to implement that new plan and see if you have any success. But I think that, that's what makes sports fun. It's the, it's the problem solving. How do I get better? How do I work on this? And you have to kind of accept that you're going to have failure. You're going to have naysayers. You're going to have negative comments. That's going to come to everyone. There's no athlete that hasn't experienced that to some level. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's how you respond to that. But if you get to a point where you're so nervous about failure and messing up, well, mm -hmm. it, to me, that just doesn't sound, that's not healthy. Well, number one, yeah. it's not healthy. And I think you do need to talk it through. You need to get to a point where, you're not afraid of failure. You're going to, as coach Reed says, you're going to fear nothing and you're going to attack everything. And you're going to go out there, let your personality show and cut it loose. You know, that's how we need our youth playing. That's how coach Reed wants us playing. And, you know, coach Reed is a hall of fame coach, probably going to go down as the best to ever do it. I hope he does. Mm -hmm. And that's what he preaches to us all the time. That's such great advice. Are you super nervous when you're out there kicking? Of, of course, I get nervous out <laughs> like there. I would, no, uh, I'm serious. I just wonder. I'm like, are, are people out there just feeling real chill? Or are you like <laughs> <laughs> adrenaline? I well, don't know. I, I just, I don't yeah. know how you do that. I, I I think I get most nervous before the kick. So when yeah. I'm on the sideline, I get that nervous feeling. And then I think, again, problem solving. All right, what can I do to make this kick? All right, I can do these things on the sideline. I can visualize. I can go work on technique stuff. Yep. Let me stop thinking about the moment, the pressure, all those things. Yep. And then let me just focus on what I can control, what's going to help me make that kick. And then you go out there and you're so focused on all those other things that you're not even thinking 
about the pressure or what's going to happen if you miss or you make it. Um, yeah. You're just locked into being the best version of yourself. That's awesome. Harrison, thank you so much for your time. This yes, has been thank you. fascinating and encouraging. And um, it's fun to hear about your life um, as a dad too and a husband. So we really appreciate you and everything you're doing with um, Fuel Up to Play 60. It sounds like such a fantastic program. And I'm sure the countless other things I'm sure you're doing on the off season. So we appreciate you and your time. Yeah, Megan and Sarah, thank you so much to all the moms out there. I hope this maybe helped a little bit for you to understand your your child out there playing sports. Maybe they should listen to it or uh, yeah. you know, try to talk someone talk to someone through if they're having any anxiety or nerves out there. They just got to go out, do their best, and have fun. So thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Harrison. Thank you again for spending part of your day with us. We would love for you to share this podcast with other Kansas City moms, as well as rate and review, as this helps others find us. We would also love to hear from you, whether it's to share what you loved about today's episode, an idea for a future topic, or just to tell us how you're doing. We are here for you. You can email us anytime at kcncpodcast at gmail.com. See you next time on another episode of Kansas City Momcast.